The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pig Six Podcast. If you thought you were done with the Pig Show Squad, honestly, so did we. However, RJ and I are still here sticking it out. Unfortunately, Prop Stars um, and Brinson had some conflicts today, but it is never too early to talk about Super Bowl 59. We know that Super Bowl 58 just ended. Of course, RJ, I am heartbroken over what happened. Uh, still taking me a few days to get over it. This episode of Pick 6 is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. RJ, you were telling me about a moment that meant more to you with this Super Bowl. You cashed a big 25 to 1 ticket. Yeah, before I go into that, let's just say, you know, if anybody deserves today off, it's Katie. I mean, Katie's Thank team you. was a brutal <laughs> loss in the Super Bowl, one. second time in four <laughs> years. I mean, you know, just a trooper uh, to show up here for this show. You know, I don't know if I could do it if Buffalo finally got to a Super Bowl, looked like uh, it was in hand. And, uh, you know, I might take the rest of the week off. So, yeah, I was able to get a, a non-quarterback to throw a touchdown at 25 to 1. I thought it might be Christian McCaffrey. I thought it might be Travis Kelsey. It was drawn Jennings of all people, but we'll take it. We'll cash it. it. It wasn't, I didn't put a massive amount on it with those long shot 25 to one bets you're not putting a full unit on it anyway but it was a nice little cash uh, an incredible cash and such a good call um by you it's one of those things where like hindsight 2020 of course that was going to happen but still odds of 25 to one um so that's amazing and and we were talking a little bit in the pre-show you cash a lot of good bets um for the super bowl again i'm 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 here i've i've transitioned into my warriors fandom now we've got our loon god shirt on it's at this point, I always look for the Warriors for my happiness, which this season, I don't know. <laughs> it's a little uh, it's a little risky. But guys, if you like winning picks, make sure you sign up at Sportsline.com. Use the promo code PICK to get your first month for just $1. And RJ, speaking of Sportsline.com, you wrote a fantastic article that is going to be kind of the, uh, the blueprint for our episode today. It's Super Bowl 59 odds. Picks ranking all 32 teams by best betting value to win next year's championship. Why don't you talk to us a little bit about how you came up with this? Yeah, so what we did is we took the four major sports books and averaged their odds together to get, give you kind of a consensus or an average odds of, of where each team is perceived in the market coming right out of the Super Bowl. This was Monday, so this was you know the day after the Super Bowl. And then um, I went through and I went 32 to 1, ranking the worst value to the best value. The team I definitely would not bet at those odds, all the way down to the team I think is worth the best odds. So you can get all 32 teams. You get some, because it's done by value, you get some weirdness like, you know, a, a Washington uh, Commanders team which I think is pretty valuable. We'll get into a little bit, in, you know, in a little bit is down in the, you know, 10 to 15 range, as opposed to people like, well, they have no chance to win the Super Bowl. Why would you have them that high? So it's all done by value. It's just give you a, a you know, an early look at thinking about which teams are going to be the best value and which might uh, actually gain an odds and which might lose an odds before we get to September. Well, very exciting. And again, that is the blueprint for our episode. Um, if you missed the last episode, make sure that you check that out in the feed. We got Tyler Sullivan, Brady Quinn, and Lige Doosable previewing the 2024 offseason biggest storylines. Again, check that out on our YouTube channel, anywhere that you get your podcasts. The last episode, we thought it was our last one, but again, we are back here. Well, two, two of the four holding it down. Here is our final betting record for the 2023-24 season. I won the regular season and then I bombed in the postseason, ended up uh, below 558 and 65. Went four and three, though, with my Super Bowl picks. Um, RJ, you are, well, I guess you and Prop Stars are the only ones with uh, with winning records, but yours a little bit more. How are you feeling? 
Yeah, he beat me by, I mean, I, I would give him the crown. He was plus two. Um, I was plus one. Uh, you know, of course, still not great because we're trying to beat the VIG here. So uh, I don't think it was a great season. You know, longtime listeners will know that me and, and Prisco have had some pretty good years on this podcast. So we're going to try to do better next year. But um, I, it, was a, it was a tough playoffs for a lot of us. But I think it was a pretty solid Super Bowl uh, for the group here. Honestly, it makes sense that the, the two professional betters ended up above 500 and then the two DJs, Branson and I, ended up falling uh, just below. But we had a blast doing it. All right. So let's get right into this, RJ. Super Bowl 59 favorites. You kind of already went through how you did this um, on the site. Again, everybody sign up, sportsline.com, promo code PICK. Get your first month for just $1. So if we're looking at tier one, in tier two, break that down for what that means. Yeah. So we're just going to go through by what the odds say, you know, who, who's favored by, by the least and the most, whatever. So tier one is going to be the two teams that were just in the Super Bowl. They're, the, they're, yeah. they're definitely the two uh, consensus favorites to go in San Francisco's number one, Kansas city's number two. Now, why, and, why do you think that is? Why are the Niners favorite uh, to, even as a Niners fan, this is ludicrous. Yeah. And I kind of had the same reaction. You know, I figure Kansas city needs to be number one. They are at that new England level of, they should be the favorite every year. They should probably be getting five to one or worse every year. I mean, we've seen several years before this recent stretch where the favorite was getting five to one or worse. I mean, we had a year where like the Seahawks coming off that big win, we're getting like three to one. So, um, you know, the, the fact that Kansas city is, is down this low, I think it reflects the the reality that they're going to lose some key guys on defense, probably, mm -hmm. um, you know, free agency is going to hurt them there. And um, they still don't really have a great answer for who, who's the, the, you know, number one, number two receivers, um, you know, Rasheed Rice came on strong. Is he going to be the number one? And if, if even if he is, who's going to compliment him? Um, you know, right. so it, it's hard to erase what we saw in the whole regular season just based on the postseason. But you know they're going to get to the postseason. You know they're going to win the division. And when they do, we've seen what happens. So I think it's it's probably a reflection of the AFC being uh, you know more Tougher. difficult to get through than the NFC, uh, which yeah. is what we saw last year. But it didn't matter this year. They went on the road. They still beat people. So I would make them the favorite. Um, but I agree that these two teams should be the, the top two. Yeah, I agree with you. Until any team proves that they can beat Patrick Mahomes, which hasn't, unless you're named Tom Brady, no one has proven that they can do that. So I think that they should be the favorite. I don't know. I agree with you. I don't know why the odds are as such. Um, because it, it's been two years in a row. We thought that Kansas City was going to take a step back. There was last year with no Tyreek Hill, they win the Super Bowl. And then this year, with the way that things started out, with no having no true wide receiver one or any good receivers that weren't dropping the ball, and then they come back and they're the first team with back-to-back -back championships in 20 years. So agree with you there. And it's interesting um, what you said, RJ, about the NFC being an easier road to the Super Bowl because it's just not as stacked as the AFC is. Who do you think has a tougher return to the Super Bowl? Is it the Niners or is it the Chiefs? Yeah, on the on paper, you'd say Kansas City probably has a tougher path because they have those things to figure out on defense. But I'm going to go with San Francisco. I mean, there's a lot of good young talent, good young teams coming into their own in the NFC. We saw the Lions were on the verge. Um, you know, we saw the Packers uh, almost got that win. Um, I think they're going to both both could get better going into this offseason. So I, I don't know that it's necessarily going to be that easy for yeah. for San Francisco as it was perceived coming into this year when it was just them and Philly. And so yeah. it really felt like a two horse race, and then Philly fell off toward the end of the season after starting 10 and one. Um, I think this is a much tougher conference going into this, this off season than it was last year. So um, I'm going to say San Francisco just for the way that they, they kind of got through the playoffs kind yeah. of, you know, by, 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 uh, you know, by crook. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say that exact thing by edging teams out here and there. Um, and uh, I think Kansas city has proven, you know, they, whatever they look like in the regular season, they're just getting ready for the playoffs because they know that's when their season starts. Yeah, San Francisco's got some people they got to look at too and, and see if they can hold on to. I will say, in terms of the AFC, there's one person who has been at least a little bit of a kryptonite for Patrick Mahomes, and that's Joe Burrow. Um, obviously, he was taken out pretty early in the season this year, so that's maybe a frisky team to look at. But I agree that the AFC is just a lot tougher. I mean, Baltimore, I feel like Baltimore should have won the AFC championship game still. Um, had they not abandoned the run, maybe we're having a different conversation this morning. So I do think it is 
going to be tough for Kansas City um, to come back. But then, like you said, the 49ers, the NFC is getting harder. The Even the NFC West, um, the Rams surprised a lot of people this year. That was a team that was scary getting into the postseason. That continues. They've got a lot of great youth on their side. You look at the uh, the Seahawks. Uh, we'll see what the coaching you know situation in the new team looks like uh, moving forward without Pete Carroll. But that's another team that's uh, going to give us some problems, us 49ers fans. Um, and, uh, and then the Lions. I think the Lions are still a frisky, tough team. Um, so we'll see how they look next year. Um, all right. So if these are the odds on September 1st, are you taking either? I mean, I feel like we both said that we're taking the Chiefs. Yeah, if these are the odds September 1st and they don't move, I think the Chiefs are a great bet uh, at, at, you know, plus 650. Um, you know, they opened at plus 750 at one book, um, as you can see on the screen there. Um, that quickly, you know, changed. I think people saw the value that even 11 months or, you know, 364 days out, you know, that's a bet you make at plus 750 and you just let your money stay there. But I know a lot of people aren't going to be betting futures this early. They're going to wait till closer to the season. But if it's still around the 650, I'm, I'm taking the Chiefs. And if the 49ers don't drop any and they're still the favorite, yeah. I'm not really playing them at that number. I have to ask you though, because a lot of the talk right now is Kyle Shanahan 0-3 with Super Bowls. Is that something that you're buying into? Because how long did it take Andy Reid to win his first Super Bowl? Yeah, exactly. It, it's it's tough for, you know, you need everything to go right to win a Super Bowl. And, and, you know, not everybody gets the cheat code. And one of these times, you know, if he's proven to be a quality coach and He's getting to these Super Bowls uh, twice in four years now um, and, you know, had that meltdown, obviously, uh, that wasn't all his fault with the Falcons. You just think it's going to get there. He's too good of a coach. And, um, you know, if he were if if San Francisco said, OK, this isn't working, we need to turn it over and we find somebody to win us a Super Bowl. You know, he's getting hired by what, 28 teams, you know, as soon as he walks out the door with, with his proven record here. So I think it's fine for him. I think he's going to break through at some point. Yeah, there are some fans that are just losing their minds. They think Kyle Shanahan should be fired. They think he should just be an offensive coordinator somewhere. Like, y'all need to relax. All right, so that's tier one. Uh, repeat of last year with the Chiefs and the 49ers. Moving on down to tier two. So these are teams that are under plus 2,000 at 20 to 1. So the Ravens, the Bills, the Lions, the Bengals, the Cowboys, Eagles, and Dolphins. Of those teams, RJ, who do you think belongs up there with SF and KC. Yeah, so the Baltimore is the easy answer because um, you know they're, they're they have the lowest yeah. odds, and actually coming out of the AFC Championship, they had better odds than the Chiefs to win next year's Super Bowl, and we saw that move. Um, but I'm not really going there. I think Buffalo or Detroit are the main contenders for me. Um, I'm not super optimistic as a Bills fan. It feels like yeah, the window might, might be might be closing, but you know they still have one of the best quarterbacks on the planet there. Um, and, and you have to figure that that um, even with his his cap hit rising, um, they might they should have better health on the defensive side. I'm going to give them a shot. Like, you know, nobody was able to take down the Chiefs, but they came the closest, really, it seemed like. Um, and, and I know that they can go and score with them. They've proven it in the past and just been, you know, done in by overtime rules. And, and yeah. But I think they, they've proven they could step up and go blow for blow with Patrick Mahomes and all said and done. So I kind of like their chances more than Baltimore's, where I'm still a little bit questionable on what Baltimore's going to do, especially losing a very good defensive coordinator there. Yeah. That really made his mark the last two years. And then NFC side, I think Detroit, um, you know, they were so close this year. Um, they very young. They've, they've nailed their drafts for like three, four or five years running and all this great young talent that is going to come into its own at some point. They have some issues on the defensive side they need to fix, but you know, they were able to retain both coordinators, two very good coordinators, um, which, which tells you Ben Johnson could have gotten a head coaching job wherever he wanted. Yeah. And um, that tells you that he believes in this team. Why, why doesn't he's now blown off? multiple teams in multiple years. Do you think he just doesn't want to be a head coach? I think he does. I think he's looking for the right situation. And and if it feels like that there's something better can come up, um, you know, he'll take that the next year. And, you know, the well, when you're one of these uh, upstart coordinators, you need to get into the right situation. You need to know you're going to get with an, an elite quarterback at some point. Um, so you can do uh, be, be um, you know, the Bengals coach, Zach Taylor, and not one of these other, you know, 40 guys that flame out every few years. So I think he's just looking for the right opportunity. Yeah, but you know what? You get a reputation if you keep bailing on people last mm -hmm. minute. Um, but yeah, his work certainly speaks for himself. Uh, when I look at the, I mean, I think I'm going what I said earlier. This Bengals team. I mean, look, I had a, I had a, a futures on uh, the Bengals this year um, at ten to one to win the Super Bowl. I really like their chances this year. Um, obviously, 
with Joe Burrow getting hurt early on, that kind of took them out of the conversation. However, this team still performed really well, even with their backup quarterback. Um, and I do think that they have proven that they can beat Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, because that's what we're talking about here on in the AFC. Can you beat the Chiefs team? And I do believe that the Bengals can. Um, so I like them a lot. The Ravens just haven't proven to me that they can get it done in the offseason. They have these really flashy, great um, – regular seasons and then they get to the postseason and and they tend to fall apart. The Bills have just taken my money so many times, RJ, that I I keep saying I'm not going to do it. And then at some point I see Josh Allen on the sideline looking sad after he threw an interception. I think Ah, I'm going to throw money on this guy. So I don't know. But as of right now, I'm not going to do it. Um, I really, really like the Bengals. Um, and I and I think that the Lions too. This this team gets better and better every year and the fan base is so incredible and we've really seen a resurgence of Jared Goff and what he's been able to do. So I like them a lot. Plus they've got the two headed monster with the running backs. Um, so I like them. So who do you think belongs in the lower tier? Like you look at this Eagles team, they're kind of in shambles right now. The Eagles are an interesting case. Um, I'll get to them in a second. I think uh, we included Miami here at 20 to one. Yeah. I think they have a lot of questions on defense. Uh, Vic Fangio leaving now. Um, we saw, we know what that defense was before he got there. It was kind of a mess and holding them back. And, and I really think he made his mark there this season up until injuries hit them. And he's part of the reason they were so successful. They also have questions on the offensive line. I mean, it's, it's, you got to keep two up and really when you, Boil it down. I mean, this team has uh, several stars. You know, they, they can score with the best of them because of their scheme and how great a coach Mike McDaniel is. But um, I'm not sure that uh, that they should belong with some of these other teams up here in this tier. So do I would you, probably boot them a little bit downward. Do you have question marks about Mike McDaniel as a coach? Um, I wouldn't. Yeah, I don't think so. I think um, you know, and I, just to say, I don't think so. Maybe I do. But, you know, in this day and age, you need like, you know, a, a very creative offense to get it done and, and be able to score points. And he's shown he could do that. I mean, 70 points in a game last year. Um, he can get that part of it done. And I think he's, he's probably more held back by personnel than anything else. But I do think he has the ability to generate offenses that are going to score a ton of points. So I'm OK with him. The other one I might put down if, if, if we say 2000 is a little bit too high. Um, is Dallas. Um, they also lost a defensive coordinator that is one of they the won. best in the league there. Um, really, you know, took that defense to the next level. Yeah. And now they're stuck, you know, with you know, brought another good win in. But, you know, Mike McCarthy always had questions about whether he could get it done with this team. And it seems like they are always less than the sum of their parts in Dallas. And it seems like they should be better. They got the two seed this year. They roll up and then they lose a game. So, I mean, it's, I don't know when it's going to happen for Dallas. It felt like this was the year that they should have made a deep run and they were one and done. Um, so I wouldn't put them in this group either i wouldn't either so interesting because you talk about oh my god hello oh, will brinson has joined the show welcome what's up uh i think my my voice isn't working very well wow we've still got vegas casino voice no it's, it's um i think it's uh whatever i caught around yeah yeah. Uh, Wilson has, was, is fairly sick too. Uh, and Hassel is fairly sick. A lot of the, uh, a lot of the CBR, CBS crew went down hard. Yeah. That didn't, uh, it didn't, uh, it didn't, didn't help being in Vegas, but yes, definitely. Well, uh, I, I picked up my dog, George and George, oh, and I, George, George, George and I both took a nap and George was oh. snoring so loud that he actually, uh, overpowered my alarm. And that's why I'm, that's why I'm <laughs> The soothing sounds of George. Well, Brinson, as you know, because you've seen this rundown, we are going through the odds of Super Bowl 59. We've already talked about tier one, which is San Francisco and Kansas City. RJ and I both agree there's no reason that San Francisco should be favored here. It should be Kansas City. We've now gone in to tier two, which are teams under uh, 20 to one. So that's Ravens, Bills, Lions, Bengals, Cowboys, Eagles, Dolphins. Of those teams, who do you think should be up there with um, San Francisco and Kansas City? Yeah, I, I think um, I think you made the case for the Los Angeles. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, no, I think I mean I think the, I agree. Kansas City should be favored, and yeah. then after that, I do think it's Baltimore or Buffalo. Uh, you know, Buffalo is going to be really interesting this offseason because. All that great momentum they had going into the playoffs, and you know, comes to a screeching halt. Why Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas yeah. City Chiefs, and will they 
Will Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean be allowed to just continue in their current path? We haven't seen Terry Pagula really in, you know, inject himself into the process very much. That's largely because the Bills have been good under Sean McDermott. But now you feel like, you know, sort of like whatever, you know, the team that can't get, like, you just can't get past the Chiefs. Do you have to do something, make some big move? And will Stephon Diggs be happy? So I think Buffalo, mm. depending, depending on what they do this offseason, uh, a good case to be there. I think the Lions have a decent case. Although, yeah. you know, f- the, like the, 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 the core talent that they have there to me deserve, you know, you can see the big under 10 to one. Did I, did I miss, did I miss pick teams? Does that work? No, you, you're basically on the money with what RJ and I said, we were actually just talking about like what team doesn't belong there then like who's a lower tier. And basically RJ and I were talking about the Cowboys losing their defensive coordinator is going to be a huge deal. Eagles seem to be a little bit in shambles right now. And the dolphins kind of haven't proven that they could get things done. What, what are your, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, f- does Philly have to play San Francisco week one? We don't hate for them to break their season again, uh, break their entire locker room in half. The, uh, you know, I, I think, I think, I think the Dolphins definitely apply. You know, like, it, it beat somebody good. Like yeah. you got to beat somebody good for, you know, for anyone to believe in, in, in what Miami's going to do. And we're all, we're just talking under, we're just talking under 20 to one, right? Yep. Correct. Okay, cool. Cause I, I was going to say there's, I think a couple teams right afterwards that would qualify uh, as well. We'll get to them in a second. I know, I know, I'm late. I'm just, just asking. No, um, hey, it's okay. You're, you're on board. We're happy to have you. The Cowboys. Those are the, the, those are the exciting teams too. So that you I, know, know. I, I understand your excitement because you know those are the teams <laughs> everybody's going to want to talk about this offseason. Yeah, I think, I think losing. I think people forget how bad the Cowboys were before Dan Quinn got there. Mike Nolan and Mike Nolan was a terrible defensive coordinator, and Mike Zimmer is a very good defensive coordinator. But Dan Quinn did an awesome, awesome job with that defense. And now you are changing over coordinators. And, you know, I I think we could see – look, Zim's a great coach, but we could see a drop-off in in terms of that defense. If that defense drops off, if Washington takes a step forward at all, if the Giants bounce back, uh, you know, Philly maintains their level of play, you know, it might be tougher for Dallas to get to that 12-win threshold. But, you know, Zimmer, highly decorated coach, very, very yes, you know, well sure. thought of as a head coach. But remember the end of that tenure, I think people thought he might have lost his fastball some. So I think he's going to have to come and reestablish that he can be at the level of a Dan Quinn, because I think there were a lot of questions about his defense when he when he uh, was relieved of his duties there. Yeah, at 67 years old and working for Mike McCarthy, a, a guy who like, I didn't think he was that tight with Mike McCarthy. Um, you know, he has Mike Zimmer has long time ties to Dallas and Jerry Jones as well. You sort of wonder, like, is he close to Mike McCarthy? If like they start slow, is there a little bit of like infighting there? Where I mean, Mike Zimmer ain't gonna suffer if his defense is playing well, the offense isn't, and the Cowboys are getting yelled about it nationally. Mike Zimmer ain't gonna be quiet just if they're like, yeah, you know, it's a team effort. He's gonna he's gonna bark at people. So obviously we know that Bill Belichick didn't take any head coaching jobs, at least not as of yet, which I can't see that happening, but there is some DC openings coming up like with the Cowboys or the 49ers. I've seen some rumbling online. Do either of you think that Bill Belichick would take a DC job somewhere? I'm going to say no. I think he's going to take a, take a year off, see how he likes it and see if he wants to get back into coaching. You know, if this the right situation and come, he didn't get hired, might as well take that, that gap year as it were, you know, for, for a, the young spry Bill Belichick and kids, kids, what they do coming out of high school, take that gap year. So uh-huh. I think he's going to do that, see how he likes it. And if, if, you know, the pool is too strong, um, he'll know that he, that it's not, it, you know, it's not time for him to retire and he'll be back next year. I thought you meant take that like second junior year or whatever, like as a kid, <laughs> yeah. um, third sophomore season. I, I actually think that the San Francisco, I think I saw you tweet about this, Katie. I think the yeah. San Francisco stuff is a little spicier than maybe people think it could be. Look, Steve Wilkes. You think he'd work under Shanahan? He hand he hand picked Kyle Shanahan to give Jimmy Garoppolo to. For, yes. when, when Bob Kraft said, you're trading Jimmy Garoppolo because we're keeping Tom Brady, Bill Belichick got I mean, like you read the you know, read the the, the Wickersham articles. He basically was like, "All right, f you. I'll trade him for nothing. I'll trade him for a second round pick out of nowhere to the 49ers. And by the way, that probably cost the 49ers a chance to get Patrick Mahomes. Nevertheless, I digress. Um, <laughs> but I, you know, I think that um, Kyle Shanahan. So like Steve Wilkes is an awesome dude. 
and a great. I don't person. know that he was ever a good fit, though. I, I don't think so either. And look, that defense took a huge drop off. People, people are like, oh, look what he did to the Chiefs. It's like, yeah, that's one game. They did. They played great, but it was a huge drop off for the full season from you know Robert Sala, Demi Ryan's to Steve Wilkes. Mm-hmm. Belichick comes in and like t- like turns that defense into a top top unit. He had a great defense in New England. You get a chance to make another Super Bowl run in San Francisco, and then you, you, people would be like, every team that passed on him would be absolutely panicked panicked i just can't see him uh doing it all right so when we look at these odds who do you think rj odds can change the most based on their off season right we got we got some players moving into free agency we've got some draft picks we got to consider yeah i think cincinnati is one you you already hit on them people should be excited to bet on them with joe burrow if we if we, we get positive health stuff throughout the the summer um i think they're going to be a, a strong contender to move up um so that that's one and it depends on what they do in free agency t higgins it sounds like he might come back on the franchise tag that's a oh. huge you know a huge um you know retainer for them uh because that would have been big if they lost him and then people just started taking out jamar chase as much as they could triple teaming him and then who who's going to beat you there uh but they have some issues on defense to fix so we'll see if if they make some good signings there, people I can see get excited about them. And you mentioned the Eagles going down. I think the Eagles could have some uh, momentum going into the summer too, depend because we know they're going to get aggressive. They always do. Um, they're going to try to to address some of their concerns on the roster. I think a lot of their concerns were coaching based, um, yeah. and the reason they fell apart was coaching based on defense. And um, they brought in two very good coordinators, and so and people will see that and see this is light and day. More more accomplished guys, better guys, and they can take this team to the next level because we know what these guys can do. Any thoughts, Brinson? No, I think RJ spot on. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Spot on RJ as usual. All right, we are going to take a quick break here. When we come back, the odds get longer, but we're staying. There's still a chance for some of these teams. You're watching Pick 6. We'll be right back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you have sports mixed with your pop culture, along with humor and celebrity interviews, your earbuds are enjoying the Rich Eisen Show. Dan Orlovsky, are you still a Jaden Daniels is the best quarterback available in the draft guy? I think the three things that make it stand out for me are, number one, I think his ball placement versus man coverage is the best in the draft. Every quarterback in the NFL is accurate. He's got the best on tape. Number two, most transferable stuff to the NFL. And then I think the third thing is pocket peace. Search for the Rich Eisen Show on YouTube or wherever you listen. All right, Katie mentioned some long shot bets to make. We can't make the pick six parlay this week because there's <laughs> never no- won, by the way. I know. You're like, but you're welcome. You're welcome. That we're not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. I, uh, but you couldn't fade it. It came like really close uh, to winning every every yeah. week, and it was a good effort. Um, if it, we maybe they should have put it on the site, and we would have got a bunch of clicks, and then people could have mm-hmm. you know actually then then maybe the mojo would have gotten it going. We missed it. We missed it on some longer odds. Anyway, this pick six podcast, Super Bowl 59 long shot segment is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Let's look at some teams with 20 to one or longer odds. We think have a shot at making it to Super Bowl 59. RJ, you sort of referenced it. The teams everybody wants to talk about. You love to talk about this team, don't you? Yeah. Um, first off, I'm glad you you showed up because I was going to make two picks, <laughs> one for me and one for you, because I know who your pick is. And that was almost my pick, too. Um, but I didn't want to step on your toes. So I'm going to go with the Packers at plus twenty five hundred at Fandle. Uh, they might have a star quarterback. I mean, you see what he did down the stretch. He was one of the best quarterbacks in the league performance wise. And he was dealing with a lot of injuries. Lost Aaron Jones for a big chunk. Lost Christian Watson for a big chunk. Luke Musgrave was out. Um, uh, Jaden Reed also dealt with injury. And, you know, he was throwing to, to you know, a lot of lot of uh, nobodies really i mean guys that weren't that established and he was getting it done um so jordan love i think could be a top 10 quarterback in this league could be a top five quarterback in this league based on his performance down the stretch it's a little too early to, to cement him into that but that possibility is there so if you have that 
Um, and you have a defense that I think is going to be much better next year. Uh, got better at, at coordinator, I believe. You also have the youngest roster in the league, uh, so expect development from them. Division looks winnable. We talked up Detroit, but Detroit isn't by no means a juggernaut that is always winning the division like a Kansas City. Uh, I think Green Bay can break through and get you know a, a one seed, two seed out of nowhere, and, and then you'll be so glad you have twenty five to one. I love that. I was wondering what you were talking about with Brinson, and then I looked one below what I'm yeah, going to go. I'm like, oh, there, there he is. Yeah. There he is. I, I'm I'm going to go with the Houston Texans on this one. They're at 25 to one. Look, this team surprised a lot of people this year, winning their division. Well, one getting into the in the playoffs, winning their division, and then you know going into the divisional round up against the Ravens. They arguably had the best draft. Last year, they are well coached. They have a good defense, and CJ Stroud is an absolute rock star. So, obviously, you know it's it's tough to get out of uh, their conference here, but um, I do think this is a fun and frisky team and worth a little sprinkle. So I'll go Houston Texans at twenty five to one. Who could Brinson be taking? <laughs> so, I, I think the Texans are really interesting because. I'm curious what RJ thinks. Well, you know, we can we can sort of touch on it, I guess, in the, in the next segment. But um, instead, I'll just point out that I love the Rams. <laughs> How could Big you Rams not? Guy. Big Rams guy. Look, this Rams team isn't a fluke. They have elite talent on both sides of the ball. Puka Nakua is a special player. They got him late in the draft. C- Cooper Cup, I think, will bounce back and have a much better be- season than people expect. Although not like that elite number one season that he had because Puka's around. The offensive line, they completely overhauled. Matthew Stafford, if he plays the full season, is it going to be an MVP candidate? Did he get an MVP vote? I can't remember. I didn't. I forgot to look. I don't think he did. But, but oh, I thought Prisco. I thought you had. An, I thought Prisco was going to do it for you. Uh, Prisco is a coward and a loser and a clown, and he wouldn't do it for me. Um, he is um, coward, coward, loser, clown. Got it. He's, he's a coward. He's a cowardly loser of a clown, actually. That's, oh, okay. Wow. Clip that, that tweet and tag him. He's too old to be able to hear what I'm saying because my voice is shot. Um, but uh, by the way, you can go and uh, you know, if, uh, Starbucks has this thing called the medicine ball. You heard about that? It's like a venti green tea with like lemon and, and like I'm, I'm trying it, man. I'm trying. I didn't, can't, can't do anything. Um, yeah. You need yeah. honey. Yeah, I've got some honey. I got a little bear. Okay. Um, yeah, but I think look, the Rams have a lot of good defensive pieces. Um, Kobe Turner obviously was should have could have been involved, could have been more involved as the the offense, the defense rookie of the year, excuse me. And I just think they've got a lot of young talent, more young talent than people give them credit for. I think the Rams will be involved in a playoff run. Plus, the Niners, much like Pete Prisco every day in Las Vegas, could be hung over next week. Um, oh yeah i'm like the last well god please don't have it be like the 2020 season where everybody got injured and not where they're not going they're not playing in metlife this year that's true uh this pick six super bowl 59 long shot segment has been brought to you by FanDuel sportsbook make every moment more all right let's talk overall about this third tier of teams too Uh, there's some more teams that interest me rj i'm curious though the houston texans they have an elite quarter, elite second year quarterback, and uh, what looks like a really good young head coach. They retain uh, Bobby Slowick, which was huge for them, and, and the development of CJ Stroud it says a lot about how Bobby Slowick feels about D'Amico Ryan's for him to come back. Um, you know, th- there's a ton of really good, nice pieces on this team. They're kind of getting the Jaguars treatment from a year before. Start, mm-hmm. start, start four and seven. Get hot, win the South. The, the team that's winning collapses. You steal it. You get a, win a playoff game. Got a young quarterback everyone's in love with. Second year coach. What could go wrong? We see yeah, it that I, way. I think Houston is, is is the key team that's going to be the dark horse darling. Everybody picks as their sleeper. Yes. Um, not to say that that's a bad pick from the last segment, but I just think that's where. I'm, sorry, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, that's where the attention is going to be. So if you like yeah. Houston, get it now because people yeah. are going to bet it up. Yeah. Um, especially if they they're not going to go backwards this this um, off season. They're not losing key pieces. They're they're young pieces that got it done are really young and rookies and and those type of things. So I think people are going to be excited about Houston. They're going to think that it's it like just like the Jaguars last year, like you said, Brinson. This is their division. Um, and who's going to, who's going to stop them. So if you do like Houston, I see these odds dropping, um, and they're just going to be the pick that everybody likes. I agree. How about the Chargers, Jim Harbaugh guys. 
How quickly can Jim Harbaugh change the, change things around? We've seen him do it with the 49ers overnight. It took him a little bit longer in Michigan, although. No, he Michigan. To, yeah. he, Michigan, he was the double-digit win season first year, and they went five and seven. Do you know how impossible it is to do five and freaking seven at Michigan? Like, you have a cupcake schedule. You like, just, like, if you lose to Ohio State, yeah, they get mad. Like, they were mad at Harbaugh when he was losing to Ohio State. But going, Brady Hook went five and seven at Michigan. Harbaugh comes in first. First year, boom, flips it around. Did the same thing with the 49ers. He is a guy who flips a program around. I think I think these odds at 30 to 1 are too long for Harbaugh. Yeah. Uh, I'm on the other side of that. I don't th- I, I would not would not touch this team at, at 30 to 1 um, because I know Harbaugh bring brings that. Um, but this is Justin Herbert going through another OC change. They lost their OC again. They're going through a lot of personnel changes. They're way over the cap. They might lose their top two edge rushers. They might lose their top two receivers. And they sh- we saw when Keenan Allen and Mike uh, Mike Williams were out, you know, they didn't have much to go to. They couldn't trust Quentin Johnston. Josh Palmer, he did his thing, but he's not a number one receiver. He's very good for a number two, and he could fit that role. So I think that their their roster is going to go backwards instead of forwards. Uh, and um, because Justin Herbert's now got to deal with another offense, I'm not sure that they have success. Then you look at, you know, are, they're not, are they going to win the division? Of course not. <laughs> the Chiefs. So they're going to have to play on the road every 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 week in a tough AFC in the postseason, and I just can't see it happening. So I would not invest in them 30 to 1. Harbaugh's a winner, though. It's just I've seen him do it so many times. He really is. He's a quarterback's guy, former quarterback. Uh, I, but the Chargers have been the sexy, darling, dark horse for years now, and they haven't done anything. But now they've got Harbaugh. But, Brinza, what do you think about the Jets? Last year, the Jets were the very, very sexy team. Everybody believed in them. Of course, Aaron Rodgers gets injured the first second of the season well, fifth second but yes fourth second well yeah no, i know i know i know i don't know no, no, like, no, I mean, that's, that's accurate he comes that's out accurate. with the flag and that's pretty much the last that we saw of him Four um, steps. did he did he even complete a pass was one at least one pass completed i don't no? think so i think i, I think he was over one if i remember oh for yeah. one yeah so anyways he's presumably coming back from everything that we know as of now would you put money on the jets either of you or has the sparkle up well i think princeton has now bounced off so he told us what he thinks no returning to the 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 whose odds could change the most that we talked about in the last segment the jets would be mine here because once he is get a clean bill of health and he he's healthy and people are going to talk about them like they did last offseason, like time has not not moved forward and that your 40-year-old quarterback is not coming off a major injury. People are going to get excited about the Jets again and for all the same reasons they did last year when they were like 16 to 1, I think, 15 to 1. So yeah. uh, this value is going to dry up pretty quickly once he gets a clean bill, bill of health and he's confirmed back. And maybe they could make a run. I mean, you still have good players on defense, even though that unit underperformed. Um, but it was really weird to me that they didn't make any really changes in, in leadership. Uh, they felt like they could run it back with this group. Um, and, and uh, you know, I don't know that that's going to work out for them um here and they're really just counting on a guy playing like you know the quarterback he was three years ago when he was 37 and just just time time is going to win at, at some point for everyone except for tom brady who apparently can go out on his own terms if he wants um so i i don't know i would not back this team but i can see a lot of people get excited about them in the summer once aaron Rodgers shows up to camp and he's healthy yeah i mean i was excited about them i was placing some futures on them as well i was buying the hoopla of aaron Rodgers being happy you saw him at the taylor swift concerts he was going to all of the broadway shows and now i'm just kind of like i don't know that o-line still has a lot of question marks to me can they even protect him um this 40 year old quarterback as you said oh he's back welcome back uh brin said we were just talking about um the jets and yeah i I disappeared faster than rogers yeah (laughs) that's actually funny and true um but i was just saying for me the shine has worn off i bought into the hoopla last year I'm not doing it this year. The O-line still, there's too many question marks for me. But RJ was saying that the odds are probably going to shift a lot here because people are going to buy into the Aaron Rodgers yeah. magic again. The, it, um, really got it all together today. Uh, <laughs> My different my 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 dog is alive when I get done with this podcast. It's a win. I mean, my God. Oh God. Um, I'm just kidding. I think I can hear him snoring. Uh, yeah, I think RJ's right. I think that with the interest in Aaron Rodgers, um, when it comes to 
the off season and how much he will naturally insert himself into the conversation this off season that the odds will probably drop. And if you know if he looks good uh, in OTAs, you'll see that shift. So if you're going to buy now, would be the time to buy. You know, you have to think they know what like they've they have to know they've got to improve the offensive line. Like if you don't, he's not going to survive because it was a problem with the other quarterbacks. Um, the defense should be good, and you know, like. Gerard Mayo is probably going to be a good coach, but Bill Belichick's the GOAT, and replacing him isn't going to be easy, even with a rookie quarterback. You know, we mentioned the questions with the Dolphins and the the Bills as well. Like the you know, We don't know what we're going to see for the Bills in terms of turnover. And so, like, if the Bills have a big shift and the Dolphins don't make some you – know, like, I, I just think the Jets are – you, now, if you're going to buy on the Jets, now is the time to buy. Buy low. I don't know that I love buying them, but I think it's a decent buy low. All right, moving on to the fourth tier. Teams with 35 to 1 up to 50 to 1 uh, to win next year's Super Bowl. We've got the Bears, the Browns, the Falcons, the Vikings, and the Colts. Bears easily could become the favorite dark horse pick with their draft capital. I was high on them last year. I was wrong. I might have just been a year too early. Um, of course, we still have to figure out what they're doing with their quarterback. Do they keep Justin Fields? Do they go for Caleb? Um, I don't know. I still kind of like the Bears here. What are you thinking, RJ? Yeah, the Bears, I think, could if it's not going to be the Texans, the Bears are going to be the team everybody gets excited about. They're going to have, I think, Caleb Williams at number one. Um, they're going to get uh, you know a good draft haul for Justin Fields, so they'll have even more draft capital. They have the number nine pick also. Um, and so I think people are going to get really excited. I mean, this defense played their butts off down the stretch. They were one of the better yeah. defenses in the league down the, the second half of the season. And you, you couple that with what could be an upgrade at quarterback and people getting excited about that offense and the changes they made there um, with Shane Waldron coming in. I mean, people are going to be excited about this team. So I could see these odds um, shrinking pretty quickly and getting down to that where Houston Green Bay is now and at least the Rams down there in that 30, 30 to 35 range um, because Chicago just seems a team everybody wants to be – ahead of and be in on and say and be the the texans of this year where i got to them first yep i think that that's the uh i think that's the case for sure um chicago like you know here's the thing we when we talk about the a lot of the stuff this off season or sorry during the end of the season when the Bears were playing well and Justin Fields was playing well, it was like, oh, my God, imagine what the Bears would look like if you take all these picks and surround Justin Fields with this stuff. It's like, yeah, it's pretty intriguing. They're not going to do that. They're taking Caleb Williams. Like, and, I mean, yeah, he, he didn't couldn't run the table at USC in the Pac-12. I mean, yeah, there's questions about him. So I think, you know, rookie quarterback, learning a new system. Oh, but he still needs the weapons. Yeah, but they're not going to be able to get – I mean, they're going to be able to get a maybe a weapon, but it's going to be harder to pull off now than it would be like when people are hyping up trading the pick and keeping Justin Fields. So, yeah, I think I think in a division where Green Bay is good, the Vikings could bounce back, and the Lions mm. are a team with a lot of young talent. I, yeah, I think the Bears are still the worst team in that division. Ugh, rough. Well, I don't know why they kept Eberflus too. I was hoping that they would make a, sh a run for Harbaugh. D the defense played pretty well down the stretch. That's why. That's why. Fair, fair, fair. Um, all right. Anyone else worth watching? Brinson, you were really high on Atlanta this year, kind of in the beginning of the season, and you know we got Indiana uh, coming or Indianapolis coming back with. Um, Richardson, um, who left pretty early on in the season, Brinson, worth watching those two. Yeah, for sure. I think that with um, Falcons, Raheem Morris, yeah, I know people are going to like, I don't think people are that excited about this hire. I think they should be. Raheem Morris was much better than people understand in his first stint in Tampa Bay. He was 32 years old. Like, I, you sh I mean, being a head coach at 32 back then, that was nice. I think he might have been the youngest coach in. NFL history at, the, at that point in time. Um, and he's, you know, he, he got, he had a really young team. They won a bunch of games his first year. I think 10 and six his first year and then sort of fell apart. There was some off field stuff with Josh Freeman that didn't really get reported. And then he had Josh Johnson. He was trying to work with uh, this time around highly respected, learned a lot of stuff that defense should remain playing at a high level. And he brings in Zach Robinson as his OC, by the way, Jimmy Lake, pretty good defensive coordinator. 
had a bad run at Washington, but I mean, like, that's two good coordinators that are flying under the radar. Robinson could get this offense going. If they find a quarterback early in the draft, I think Atlanta could certainly win a very bad division and be sort of a surprise team. And then Indianapolis, they were a playoff team, basically, with Shane Steichen and Gardner Minshew. If Anthony Richardson can, Anthony Richardson can stay healthy, and that's yeah. a big if, yeah. then I think they could definitely be a playoff team again. He's got to learn how to protect himself. Yeah, yep, I think that's sure. that's the key thing there. I mean, you know, that's a, a stylistic difference between Anthony Richardson and Gardner Minshew, and Shane Steichen almost got that team to the playoffs anyway. Very good coaching job by him. Um, and you, we saw the the Eagles kind of collapse without their coordinators. He was a big part of what they did well last year. So I think he's really a strong um, uh, head coach, and we're going to see him make a run for some uh, coach of the year. You know, if they'd have won um, the division with Gardner Minshew, he might have edged out Kevin Stefanski. I know D'Amico Ryan's almost did those two, those two tied, but I could have seen Shane Steichen winning the award with Gardner Minshew as quarterback if he wins the division and gets to the playoffs. So I really like them. I really like Anthony Richardson getting now. You know, we, we figured he would benefit sitting the full year and learning the playbook and, and coming mm-hmm. back strong. He, that didn't happen, and he looked really good for the, the little time he was in. But, you know, things happen, and now he did get to sit for the full year and learn the playbook. And I think he's going to come <laughs> back and play, play really well next year. Um, um, and and the gap between this team and Houston, I don't think, is as big as these odds um, tell you they are. So I, I think fifty to one, India is a pretty good pl- play here. I don't hate the Vikings either, honestly. Um, you know, uh, the Browns, no thanks. But you know, just because like they're like Joe Flacco, we don't. Cousins is probably going to come back to Minnesota, although he could certainly sign elsewhere. I just think the, the nature of the injury and the timing and everything, he's more than likely to come back. And so I think that um, if, if Cousins returns and he can return quickly, then you know it's a team that can compete in that division. Uh, and, and Kevin O'Connell has shown that he's a very good head coach. I mentioned Pete Prisco multiple times earlier. He is a piece of trash. So... <laughs> <laughs> well, we're just catching about, strays left and right on this show. These are these are strays. These are just these are these are bombs. Yeah, yeah, bombs. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely bombed. Uh speaking of trash and Pete Briscoe, let's talk about some trash teams next after mm-hmm. the break. All right, some deep, deep teams to win the Super Bowl. It's technically at the fifth uh tier. And I actually think this is where RJ may shine a little bit. Um, yeah. I know there's I know there's one team that you like here, RJ. It's surprising to see the Buccaneers here. I mean, they just I mean, they won a playoff game last year, won the division, hosted a playoff game, beat the defending NFC champions, and you get them at 75 to one, yeah. or is it 70, 70 to one, whatever it is. Um, and then elsewhere in the NFC, RJ, the Seattle, your Seattle Seahawks. Yeah. Yeah, when we did this this for early look um, coming out of the conference championships and into Super Bowl week, we we had our best picks, and my NFC pick was the the Seahawks at seventy five to one. I've been thinking about it for the last two weeks. Obviously, um, did not make them my top pick um, in in the article, but I do think they are very good value at seventy five to one. Uh, did not work out last year. They just missed the playoffs, though. It's not like it was a disaster year. They performed about to expectations. And uh, a young roster could take a step forward next year. You know, it seems like it's a downgrade at at coach because of Peacock Carroll's accomplishments, but really high on Mike McDonald and the job he did with Baltimore. I could see him come in and elevate this defense, make it a top five defense uh, pretty quickly with the talent they have there. And if it all comes back to the reason I didn't put them as high after I thought about it as Geno Smith, you know, is Geno Smith going to be the guy we saw two years ago for most most of the season? If he's that guy, uh, they could win a Super Bowl. If not, they got to figure out something else at quarterback because the guy that he was last year, I don't think was good enough to win a Super Bowl. I like that. Uh, hard to argue with it, but hear me out. Let's say Chicago <laughs> takes Caleb Williams. That frees up Justin Fields. What if Justin Fields goes to Pittsburgh? And then you got mm. Justin Fields with Mike Tomlin with that defense and a couple good weapons there. I need one. I... Yeah, they- if they upgrade a quarterback, like that's that's the pick out of this group for sure. Yeah, and and then like you can't stay with Kenny Pickett. I mean, Jesus. Well, <laughs> Ryan Wilson, ladies and gentlemen. Um, <laughs> no, look, Arthur Smith was a pretty good OC for the Titans at times. You know, Najee Harris and Justin Fields with some of those passing game weapons. I mean, you could see that offense could turn things around, and if you get a full season for T.J. Watts. Um, who would you rather have a quarterback, Kenny Bacon or Pete Prisco? Um, <laughs> Pete Prisco. <laughs> Just, ouch. Yeah, no, I think, and I think, look, 
They're the fate. The bet in this. I think Crisco's got bigger hands. He might be a smaller man, but I think he's got bigger hands. It's much smaller man. Um, but the uh, the the, <laughs> the the thing you're like, you know, ah, Pete's fine. You know, the Pete's, bet, not gonna, the bet, Pete, Pete's, Pete's not going to hear this. But for the record, Pete, I, I really like Pete. So yeah, I will. I, I'm I'm, yeah. I'm, letting, I'm letting him take these shots, but Team like I'm, I'm not on board Team with Pete this. Pete, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm just messing with Pete. I love Pete. Um, the uh. The, the Steelers are the current betting favorites to get Justin Fields. Now, that's all based on basically just rumor and speculation and, and you know, uh, reports from, from various media members. But there's a big fit. And I saw Albert Breer note uh, for uh, SI.com that Mike Tomlin, and Breer's an Ohio State guy, Mike Tomlin, other than the guys who coached at Ohio State or from a played at Ohio State, Mike Tomlin knows Ohio State as well as any coach in the NFL. So there are t- there's a, I think there's a lot of there's actual fire where there's smoke. Where's there yeah, where there's smoke, there's fire in this case. Yeah, right. Yeah, you said it right, just different. Yeah. Yeah. And if Fields goes to the Steelers, those odds are going to change. So if you like the idea of Fields going to the Steelers, it's a great call, Katie. That that's the team to bet on now instead of waiting because that move that move is going to happen in the next couple of months. Who are you thinking for your long shot? Um, nobody's buying uh, in on the Commanders with the Dan Quinn and the new well, owner. No, 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 no. We got to get one more. We have one more real trash. Oh. Real trash, okay. t- technically. Okay. Well, I mean, I guess we lumped them in if we wanted to. But, yeah, I mean, I, I would oh – God. You know, it's the meme, the Grand Theft Auto meme, where it's like, oh, bleep, here we go again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like the Broncos just because of Sean Payton, even though they have no quarterback. Um, I don't know. I mean, I just think Sean Payton can flip things around quickly. But, yeah, I mean, I, I think I would probably lean towards uh, – I think Buccaneers, Seahawks, and and Steelers probably the the top three in this in this in this class. All right, so let's move on to the basement then. That 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 very last trash, as Brinson would say, and not as RJ and I would say, but a below Pete Prisco. No, I said it's I said as you would say, it's not what RJ and I would say, but we're just going on the theme here with you. Um, all right, is this is this where the Commanders come into play? Because let's look at it. The Panthers, no. The Giants, no. Titans, Patriots. I mean, well, when you look this year, when you looked at the Patriots, and I think it was you who showed us this, Brinson, if those single score games, if you flip them, yeah, they would have had a pretty good season. Yeah. So, no uh, as, well, producer Harry points out in the in the rundown, the Texans were tied with the worst odds to win the Super Bowl True. at this at this point last year. True. They got C.J. Stroud. Everyone thought they wanted Bryce Young. Bryce Young, the consensus favorite, top or consensus top prospect in that draft class. I'm just saying, what if Jaden Daniels is this year's C.J. Stroud? Commanders take him second, and Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn's a good football coach, and he flips it around. Like I don't, I don't, I don't think it's possible. It's likely. I don't think it's possible. I mean, I think it's possible. It's not likely though. But I mean, like you know, I, I'm just saying, like. It's not completely out of the realm of possibility that Cliff Kingsbury comes in and uh, you get a little offense in there. I don't know. Like we've we've seen Dan Quinn turn things around before. I don't think I think that would be my pick here. Probably. Okay. Yeah, he he went to a Super Bowl less than ten years ago. I mean, he he is uh, right. He's an he's an established coach. He knows what he's doing. Um, and he who took a defense in Dallas that had some problems before he got there and made them the best defense in the league. And Washington has more problems. Uh, you know, the, we saw how poorly they performed last year. But he's a guy that can get it turned around. Uh, they'll they'll get some some talent in the building, and um, you know, he's going to maximize that talent offensively. Kind of wish they would have kept Eric Bieniemy. I know that when you switch staffs like that, it's not likely, but. The job he did with Sam Howell for stretches of last year. I mean, I wouldn't have expected that from Sam Howell coming into the the season. And I would have liked to see what he could do with, you know, a top tier quarterback in the draft. Uh, can Cliff Kingsbury do that type of job yet? I don't know. You know, his tenure in Arizona wasn't the best. Um, so we'll we'll see if he can get it done here. Um, and if he has those chops and he can, you know, turn whoever gets picked into, you know, like Bobby Sloak did into CJ Stroud and help help shepherd him to maximize his potential, that team's gonna make a lot of noise. And this deep this division isn't the toughest division. I mean, Dallas, we think is gonna take a step back. Philly, you you made a case for them. Um, you know, they may able to pass their window a little bit. I think the division could be wide open for for a good coach that comes in and gets his team uh, motivated and competing right away. 
All right. There's one more thing left to do, and that was our picks. But we basically all have liked the chalk here and say take Kansas City plus 650, although Brinson has also sprinkled in the Rams. We don't need to hear him say why. We already know why. That is going to do it for our show. Make sure that you join us all week long for more NFL coverage. This is it for uh, RJ and I um, and the pick shows this year. You may see us sprinkled in here and there, um, but it's going to be more of the uh, core old school crew. Um, But yeah, make sure that you listen to the audio version, like, comment, and subscribe, download, you know the deal, and we'll see you next time. Have a good one.